Hi, I'm Frankie, and you're listening to Speak Love, We're Listening, a podcast created to illuminate the words of others who inspire me, where realistic conversations become inspiring words for others. Are you listening? Oh, wow, I haven't done the episode in a long time. How do I start it again? I say, okay. So guys, today uh, we are with my... Well, not childhood, but school time friend, uh, Michelle. And we are going to be talking about love, L-O-V-E. And it's exciting for me because when... Well, Michelle and I planned to do an, a podcast episode. However, uh, we had a different topic in mind. And when she brought this topic to me for her, I was like... That is such a perfect topic because every time I think of Michelle, I actually do think of love. Like that's what she, she just, she's just a, a bundle of love, yo. Like so, I'm happy that she chose this topic, and I'm happy we're gonna have this discussion. Um, it's gonna be pretty raw because I feel like I'm not an expert on love, but who is right? So, Michelle, welcome. Thank you for having me on your lovely, lovely podcast. Finally, I'm on the talking end and not the listening end. Thanks. All right. So, you know how, how we do. And we start with our mm-hmm. free affirmations. So, what are your affirmations for this episode? Okay. So, mine are love is my birthright. I'm a manifestation of love. And I'm loving and loved by many. Nice. My second... Yeah, my second one is, I am at peace with all that has happened, all that has happened is happening and all that will happen because I know that everything is towards my highest good and my efforts are being supported by the universe, that's for sure, absolutely, hallelujah, Jesus. (laughs) My dreams are manifesting into reality before my eyes and that is so true. Ashe, Ashe, it's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Okay, so... We're going to do six questions because Michelle and I are both talkers, <laughs> so we don't want to overboard on anything. Um, so we're going to try and stick to six, yeah, we're just going to try and stick to six minutes and see where we go from there, okay? So, ready for the first question, Michelle? <sighs> yes, I am. Okay, and you, you, you're going to answer it. And if you want me to answer any of the questions, I'm I here. I want like, you to answer all the questions. Oh, no, this no, This is going to no, be a no, back no, and no. forth. Oh, boy. Okay, so yeah. first question is, what is love to you? Okay, well, love to me now is God. Um, everything that I associate with God, I associate with love. Um, patience, kindness, uh health, wisdom, um, happiness, joy, everything I associate with God and getting from God, I associate with love. Um, ooh, I don't know why I got all tingly. Because oh, it's something that you yes. experience every day. If you feel like yes. love is God, then... That's, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what is love to you, Fran? Love to me is something... Ah, how do I explain? Love to me is kind of undescribable. Un, I don't know. You can't really define it. For me, <laughs> I feel like um, it is kind of like matter. It's everywhere. It's surrounding us. Always there to comfort us. 
um, but it can also be defined as a feeling. You know, I, it's mm-hmm. it's comprehensive of so many things that we experience in life. Right. And, um, I don't have like a pinpoint definition for it, but mm-hmm. I can tell you how it makes me feel. Like I can, right. I can, I can explain how I'm feeling, and I can put that as, oh, this is love for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Get you. That that is kind of what love is to me. Um, I think that within love there are different separations or different uh, labels, I guess, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of me loving things, loving experiences, loving people, so right. I kind of section out love um, if I have to define it. But it is everywhere and it is everything for me. So. Right. Yeah. I but like I like your your response to the first. <laughs> like, okay, wow. Okay, sis. <laughs> yes. That's yes. Yes. Like I totally agree with um separating for different things. Like you could love people and you understand like you define love in a different way when it comes to people or like yeah. I get what you're saying, but my overall definition is just the feeling I get when I think of God and I feel like it's the same thing. It like that's, love and God is the same. That is like so spiritual though. That's that's deep. That's deep. So yeah, yeah. I don't know where sis got all this deepness from. Oh, that's been awesome. the past couple of years. <laughs> we all have to have a fitness. So that that we didn't get of number one. So that means we'll be moving. We're moving. Um, number two is how do you balance between self love and giving off romantic love? <sighs> Wu Chile. Okay. So now I can only speak on my experiences now. I don't like to relate to things, although it's helped shape a lot that is happening now. I don't like to relate to that. So for now, I cannot give you what I'm not giving myself. Um, I have to love me to love you. I have to care about me to care about you. I have to want me to want you. Like this is, I, I go through this thing in my head before before thinking about giving somebody else a part of me. I cannot pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. Um, a few years ago, I wasn't there. I... I was not there. I'm not proud to say it. I was not there. I would be the last on my list, which is horrible. Um, And it took... You ever hear that thing when when you... When girls break up, that's when they find in God? (laughs) It's facts, though. You just want to make everything because, like, bro, me? Why me? Yeah. I had one of those moments, um, which was necessary. Mm-hmm. absolutely necessary it wasn't even about finding god per se but more myself if this is not working why is it not working so uh, I, I don't know how i do it now but it's just like this process in my head if i want to do something i have to give it to myself first and then i could see how it works with me before i give it to you yeah. that's how that's a process in my head how do you do it okay so i okay how do you balance between self-love and giving off romantic? I have to repeat the question because you know my mother was a teacher and you have to answer questions properly. Okay? Yes. So, yes. 
balance between self-love and romantic love is something I don't think I can speak on too much mm-hmm. um, because I it's not balanced for me. I don't think it has ever been I, I don't think it has some I don't think it has ever been something that I've felt the need to balance because um, mm-hmm. I don't think like bouncing off what your response was saying right. that you have to you know nourish yourself before you nourish others mm-hmm. so it wasn't like I'm actively thinking of how I should balance my how I care for myself and how I care for others it was right. just more like I care for myself so I care for others you know that's mm-hmm. that type of philosophy but at the same time I had I don't feel like I have experienced romantic love to such an extent for me to feel like I had to balance it. You get what I'm saying? I get you. It has always been merely about me. And and that's something I I don't know if a lot of people can relate with because I have been about me and for me for a long time. Right. (laughs) From times when, you know, it probably shouldn't have been that I think I kind of missed out on experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, but remember the the video I told you to look at? Right, yes. Remember the guy that said that he has obviously never been... I've been in a relationship, okay? Mm -hmm. However, he said he has never been in a relationship and he was never rushing to get into a relationship because of all what he was seeing of relationships around him. That is true. What exactly me. Like, I never wanted to get into a relationship because I, I saw all different perspectives like i saw the one that was getting cheated on the one that was cheating mm. so i was like why should i put myself in that situation and the, get to those romantic stuff you know why yeah. should i experience that because i don't feel like there's anything good coming out of it that would come back to me you get what i'm right. saying i get you so, uh, it for me it was the complete opposite because i grew up in a household where my parents are married for like 26 years that's all you see you see mom at home daddy comes home straight after work they in love they play around that's what i grew up seeing so in my head yeah. well when i was younger by 25 <laughs> lord if i could tell little michelle <laughs> the best crazy that we actually said right if i could tell little michelle like yo it doesn't happen i remember my first time seeing um finding out a classmate of mine her dad did not live with her at home and i was confused because i've been so sheltered just knowing you know like this is normal this is how yeah this is normal so for me it was different like it's something i've always wanted a guy just like my dad i want to be married for the same amount of time i didn't really want kids a couple years ago but ovaries are starting to itch (laughs) (laughs) kids are blessings but they're also financial liabilities jeez you know yeah but that's that's the the thing is i feel like it's it really always goes back to what you grew up with because that's what you try to mirror as you grow up you know and that's what you know as normal you don't really know anything else so um yeah I don't really balance between self-loving and romantic love because I don't feel like I have felt or experienced romantic love so I have Mm -hmm. always been about the self-love and you know it always it starts from within for me so I've always been working myself you know 
But it is good for that too. Um, you notice a difference when you start to balance between self-love and romantic love. You start to notice a difference because if you're doing this for you, this person is going to see, oh, she treats herself that way. Yeah. Bet I can't come any kind of way. So you see the difference. So I guess this is like something I think everybody should be focusing on. Just trying to balance your, the love of self before trying to love anybody else. That is true, eh? But however, it also kind of gives, like, since you, since I've been doing it for so long, it's also like a fear of getting it. Like, you're afraid of taking the risk. Like, I I think that's me. Yeah. Because you're yeah. so accustomed to loving yourself, like, you don't know how. Like, but when I tell my friends, like, I don't know how to be in a relationship. Like, I don't know how to act. Like, I know how to, I know what's good for me, but I don't know how to act to make somebody else feel comfortable. So, you know, right. it's like, it's not such a pro because mm-hmm. you experience a little bit of something in life. You check it. Yeah, so. for sure, for sure, for sure. That was I agree. A question. <laughs> that, that was a nice question. question. I like that one. <laughs> so we're good for that one. You want to move to number yes. three? Yes, we can move on. So number three is: Do you feel that accountability is important for love to be given and received? I want you to go first on that one because I want to hear your thoughts on it. Okay. So accountability for me is taking, um, well, not taking account. How do I say it? Making yourself responsible for how you treat others and how you treat yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So I most definitely feel like you have to be accountable for the love that you give and you receive because... Mm-hmm. It is more or less making you take responsibility, you know, because I mean, things are not always going to be perfect in love. You check it. Right. Yeah. So for you to give and receive, it's it's almost like talking about apologizing and, you know, getting through things because we all know that love is not always roses and bliss. And you know what I'm saying? So. I think what that question really was gearing towards is do you feel that when you're in love you have to be accountable for your actions and your words and your thoughts and your feelings you know you have to take yeah. you have to take responsibility for what you are doing in the name of love okay so, so that's where this question was going yeah, i think i took the wrong way yeah that's that you are fully accountable for the other person and their happiness and their everything no no and that's no what think love is not <laughs> no. no no that's why i ask you to answer this yeah first. yeah um, if it's to be accountable for your actions and the way you treat somebody else yes absolutely 100 percent. you have to um Ooh, okay. This is going to look for me, so I'm just going to pull back. Uh, yeah, you have to be accountable. Um, Do you feel like you have to be accountable for somebody's actions in love, though? Like, somebody saying that they're doing this and that for you out of love. Do you feel that you have to be held accountable for that? No. Yeah, I don't think yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only going to be held accountable for what I do and what I say yeah. and how I make you feel in this relationship yeah. if I make you feel like trash tell me so that we could work on this if I make you feel great 
please tell me so we can make it happen a little bit more. Yes, yes. <laughs> we need, to, and that's the thing. Um, I feel like it's a lot of blaming with relationships and not necessarily holding yourself accountable. Yeah. Which is what I'm trying to learn now. I'm trying not to blame, but I'm trying to see, okay, where did I go wrong? How did I make you feel this way to end up in this part? This whole argument, this whole whatever this is. So I'm trying to do that with me, just to try to understand. There's a whole lot of blaming. And blame sometimes when you start, oh, you did this, and then drama. I think it's healthy to acknowledge how you made somebody feel. But you shouldn't Mm -hmm. be accountable for their feelings. You get what I'm saying? So, okay. Um, I get you. I get you. Uh, let me give an example. How do I give an example? So, you did something that your partner didn't like, and um, they're saying that hmm, they're saying that you're evil or you're rude or whatever because you made them. You did this, and you make them feel this way. Mm-hmm. The way to reach in that situation is like you talk to them and say, "I acknowledge," or no, I understand that you feel this way, but I did this because that's what I wanted to do, or that's what I felt like doing. You know, mm-hmm. it, it shouldn't be something that's like, oh, you're putting blame on me. Like, I should feel guilty because I did this. But what if I wanted to do this? You know, like, the one that, you know? I agree and I disagree. Okay. Like, to a certain extent. Like, okay. I'm not giving a good example though. So give me a <laughs> okay. Let me tell okay, you that. maybe because because I was about to give a horrible example as well. Uh, so I'm trying to think of this too. But to me, to some extent, like you can take accountability for how you make people feel, um, for sure. If I, in my relationship, if I make my partner feel like, again, it has a lot to do with how you feel about yourself, because mm-hmm. I. I'm split between this, yo. I'm split between this question. Because it has a lot to do with how you feel about yourself. So I can't make you feel worthless and all. I, I don't... I feel like I can, but I feel like I can't. But it's not also your intention, right? If you're somebody, oh, you don't no. intend for them to feel like trash. Oh, no. But sometimes you could do some messed up shit. I was about and to make them, Yeah. <laughs> and make them feel that way. So, Understandable. Yeah. You can make them feel that way but I, I I'm starting to believe in fact no let me let me take this back you can make because <laughs> I was gonna say something and then contradict myself two days later if I have an argument with somebody yeah. so no <laughs> no okay <laughs> no, I'm gonna shoot myself you know, in the foot <laughs> if you wanna have a discussion further on this one then maybe yes. we can do that but we're we gonna move try. off alright yes. let's let's yes. simmer on this for a while <laughs> The next one is, is there labor in love? Does it take work to love someone? Should it? That's a threefold question there. Oh, yes and no. Yes and no for me. Um, it does take work to love somebody. Um, there are things that you weren't doing before that you have to do now. You have to go out of your way sometimes. You have to go out of your schedule. You can't expect things to go as per usual. But if you love somebody you say you love somebody it wouldn't even feel like labor get me yeah like it wouldn't feel that way it shouldn't even be that way but looking at it for sure it is work it love is work 
frenzy. It, yeah. I know. <laughs> you have to learn somebody. You have to learn what they like. You have to do what they like. Yeah. Sometimes you have to compromise. Who said I like to compromise? Who said like there's so much you have you to have do. to compromise. That's true. That is true. But some I'm, people don't I'm, believe that. Some people believe you really do have to compromise. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, in terms of me, I feel like there is labor and love. Um, because like you said, you have to learn somebody. And it's, I mean, um, it's a choice that you're making to love somebody. Mm-hmm. And when you're loving them, you have to, I believe at least, that you have to love the whole person, right? Even the things that they feel insecure about, the things that they don't want to share freely, you have to love all of it. And you have to show them that you're accepting them. Because love is, in essence, some way acceptance. You know, accepting the person that you have chosen to love, the person that you have chosen to do this for, you know? So... And part of accepting, you do find yourself compromising. So that is where um, accountability would come in, mm-hmm. uh, knowing your boundaries, what you stand for. And that's where self-love would come in, like knowing what you are willing to do or what, what lines you are willing to cross, what lines you're not willing to cross in the name of love. Mm-hmm. Um, it, is, it is labor, but um, profitable labor. <laughs> Yes, very profitable. You want to feel loved in return. Like, you want that reciprocity, right? You want to feel love as well. And so you are willing to make that choice, to make that risk, to Mm -hmm. person how they want to be loved, what they want. You know, just taking into account two people, you know? My way, your way, our way, and, you know? Right. So it, it does take work. Um, it shouldn't always when it I believe that when it becomes a burden like you always feel like you're compromising or you always feel like you getting the shorter end of the stick that's when you feel like you know labor like I'm it's I'm really trying to love you like I I don't feel like it should be like I'm trying to hold on to love you to do this to do that when it can't take too much away from you um, it can't take away from the entire experience with this person and I guess this is where breakups happen a lot because it starts to feel like a burden for everybody involved. I know. But I mean, it's hard to come to that decision, eh? So, breaking up is hard. <laughs> oh, hard. It's hard. It's hard. What, what's hard? The actual breakup? Re- like I don't know. Or after the breakup? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, it depends on who's breaking up with who, right? Because, hmm. Breaking up for me, I swear it was very, <laughs> it was very personal, and I think I broke up in my head a long time before I actually did it. And I don't know if that's a girl thing or it's if a girl thing. everything. Like, a- you know, you really feel like you've gone through all the emotions and all the stages. You don't yep. cry, cry. You don't. You don't change. Please do this. <laughs> <laughs> and then you come to it and you say, okay, we can't do this. After you've yeah. done all this evaluation in your head, that's when you come back and say, nah, this can't work. You know? I believe that women break up in their head first before they actually do yeah, the actual act of process. It's a whole process. So, that's yeah. all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this to get heavy. <laughs> so, this question, mm-hmm. when you... Oh wow. When do you decide to love someone from a distance? 
mm, when it becomes exactly what you said a burden um when you feel like you've done too much i've done enough i've tried to help you out i have once your feelings are starting to be passed on over to me because i'm a little bit of an empath um you start feeling away and i feel it immediately immediately and if i feel like i've been getting this over and over i don't want to feel sad all the time so i think it's just best to love from a distance at that point there are a lot of people i love from a distance because of that because sometimes uh, i know we're editing this <laughs> one second let me just think of this because i was about to give an example and i don't want to do that so let me take that back Okay, this is definitely my head <laughs> Let me just take that back because I was about to blast the one, two people there. Okay. <laughs> okay. You want um, me to answer it now? Um, or you yeah. want to you want me to answer? Yeah, you could answer and then I'll answer after. Alright, so um, when do I decide to love someone from a distance? I think for me, it's more or less um, feeling like I've exhausted all my options with you. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I've tried um, all that I could have tried, done all that I could have done, and um, yeah, I don't feel like the love is reciprocated. That's in, And I'm talking about romantic, friendship, situation, mm-hmm. everything. When I feel like I'm doing too much and I've done all that I've, I could have, can, could have done, I really do like just fall back really drastic, right. you know, because it's like, you know, I tried and if <laughs> if it's not right to go or give me any progress or give me any, you know, statistical progress, right. um, I I don't want it. And yeah. okay with, you know, knowing that I still love you and I mm-hmm. wish well for you, but it can be a part of my space, can be a part of my life and that's that's that like that's that's all it is like i can't have you celebrating with me or you know being there in my good times and or my bad times because it's not worth it for you to be there like you've shown like you've proved to me by me giving my all and trying to my best of my best that it's not it's not worthy of my time or worthy of my my good times and bad times so i had to let you go and i had to love you from a distance because i'll always love you let me tell you when i love somebody i will always love them all right like i even though i don't you know outwardly show it or you know put in the work anymore i always do wish the best for them and if i see them doing well i actually am so happy and if i can say a reach out and say like happy or congratulations or something Mm -hmm. i do because I still, you know, I'm always going to love you at the end of the day, even though I felt like you did me this or you did me that. I'm going to still wish well for you because yes, that's yes, there. <laughs> yes, sis. Yes, sis. <laughs> I feel the same, honestly, I do, because um, I cannot hold a grudge. No matter what you did, what you said, how you said it, I cannot hold a grudge. I'll be mad. Mm-hmm. I, cannot, I cannot stop loving anybody. Once I made the decision and decided to love you, it's happening. Only thing is, I just don't need you in my space. Yeah. That's all. That yeah. is it. Everybody, well, I feel like it takes me a while 
if mm-hmm. I've had an argument or something with you, I'm talking about friendships mm-hmm. for this part. I always come back. Yeah. Well, I've made it a thing to come back and just figure out what re- went wrong, how it went wrong. I'm not asking you to be your best friend. Stay yeah. away from me because yeah. I've been burnt before. Yeah. But at least we know there's no bad blood. This is my loving friends from a distance. With yeah. relationships, however, I don't want to speak to you. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I am not upset with you. I don't hate you. I just don't want to speak to you because I had you on this um, romantic level. Yeah. This wasn't like a regular friendship. Like we did everything together. Yeah. So I don't want to talk to you. Stay away. I'm going to wish well for you and honestly be clapping on my end of the phone when I see your accomplishment if I ever do see it because I don't follow you anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> if I ever do see it, I'll be so happy for you. So, so, so happy. But I will not tell you. I will just send you these warm wishes and warm vibrations your way. You'll feel it. God made sure of that great awesome. And that's it. That's my loving from a distance for everybody. Yeah. I'm really for weird. I think I'm a really weird person. Like, okay, so let's say I've cut off somebody and I've seen like they're doing well or something. I will send the happiest message to them. And you'll be like, what? Bruh, where is this coming from? I'm no, like, sis. <laughs> this is the pride yeah, talking right now. No, sis. <laughs> My pride and I are fighting, eh? Really? No. You're not getting no message. But if you do talk to me, <laughs> I'll let you know. I'm so proud of you and everything you've done and you're doing amazing. I will say I'm hey, I was <laughs> No, I think you know what it is? I think after losing my dad, I just felt like whatever I needed to do or whatever I needed to say, it was just I had to do it. So um pride I, I used to have a lot of pride most definitely but at that point of like losing a couple of people in my life i'm like mm-hmm. nah i'm not holding anything on my chest if i want to say something i'm gonna send it if i want to do this i'm gonna do it you know <laughs> that's I where my yoga comes in that's where my yoga comes in but uh, I, I hope, hope I don't have to go through that for um, for me to happen to well for me to have to tell people everything well something yeah. if I have to I don't want to go through that to make that decision I hope I just let this pride thing go because it is pride for yeah. sure I yeah. can tell you that with no shame yeah. but I know. but I understand what you're saying I honestly do and I'm sorry about that yeah that's okay I mean you learn a lot from it right yeah so. for sure Whoa, 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 girl. We're on 30 minutes there. Yo, okay. Okay. <laughs> last question. Last, last question. question. How do you bounce back from failure with love? Self-love, 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 self-love. I cannot stress this enough. Self-love. In the morning, start with your affirmations. Thank yourself for letting you go through another day because your mind could be one hell of a thing. Um thank yourself be happy with where you are love yourself adore yourself look at yourself in the mirror because that is the only thing that could get you out of this if you have a certain level of self-love a breakup will not like it will hurt of course it's going to hurt because the routine is going to be gone um the person always talking to you is going to be gone like all of that is going to hurt but you're not going to be devastated and dying like you're going to know what's there for you is there for you once you listen self-love and those affirmations 
other reason I think I survived a lot of these things. Just bringing my myself to this place of like unfuckwittableness <laughs> because I love me. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's yeah. Like just take yourself to that place, and a lot of people are going to be like, because in the moment it doesn't feel like it's going to work. It honestly doesn't. It feels like oh, some bullshit thing you read online. No, it. <laughs> Listen, when you do it day after day after day, and you start to believe it, and you start to look at yourself and see, oh my god, this freaking goddess, yo. Yeah. This guy is dumb as hell. Whoa. This goddess, yeah. <laughs> it it starts to feel better. <sighs> Am I okay? Nope. My I'm sorry. <laughs> so. Um, I don't feel like there's failures in love. I feel like things happen for a reason. As stupid as it, as stupid and as cliche as it sounds, that's mm-hmm. how I feel. And so when something doesn't necessarily, not necessarily, um, when something doesn't really go how I thought it was gonna go, or I've lost a friend or a lover or whatever. Um, I realistically, mm-hmm. I my process of healing, I'm gonna say it right now, is I cry a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Share that secret and, you can't cry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, bro. I just I just feel a lot of things and I'm feeling it's confusing. Like I can go from crying to, you know, cursing myself out in the mirror, talking to myself. Like, you know, it's a process. And um after that, I kind of distract myself by um, becoming very busy. And that's something I'm very guilty of. I make myself very busy. Um, very, very busy. Like, unavailable, unapproachable, anything. Like, I can't. I don't have time for this right now. Okay. And after all of that, I I sit down with myself. And I, I, I like, I, it's, I tell myself, like, yo, reality check, you need to deal with this. Like, for you to get past this, you have to deal with it. And that's when I delve into all the self-help shit that I get. <laughs> and I do every single so thing, just how they instruct me to say you had to do, look in the mirror and say you're the best. And look at the mirror, I said, you're the best, girl. <laughs> and then, and you, you know, have to go low before you get higher. Right? Yeah, if I have to write it down, you know, I do all what I can, find what works for me. And mm-hmm. I'm ready to go again. I'm ready to try something new experience somebody new you know right but I'm saying all this to say it doesn't take one day like it takes probably a couple months it takes a year it takes years you know Um, it doesn't take it doesn't happen overnight so yeah I agree I agree today I heard something I just want your take on it because this was so cool in the same video you sent me it said we, some guy said, we train our men to be the best soldiers and not the best soulmates. Uh, you agree with that? Yeah. Um, in a sense, uh, in terms of how the way we are raised differently from guys, and when I say mm-hmm. that, like girls and guys, uh, we're, well, I would say we're raised differently because I feel like now, since so many people in our age group and our society mm-hmm. are becoming aware of a lot of things like mental health, Right, and, you know, like so many things that we're becoming aware of, um, mm-hmm. 
think we are trying a little bit, at least actively, to raise our children differently, um, teaching them affirmations and stuff. But before we were taught differently, we were raised differently. And so what a girl could do, a guy couldn't do, like it always cheating us and making us feel small in places where we should be encouraged, you know, um, downplaying mistakes, downplaying emotions. Guys were raised by that and both mom and dad are guilty of it. Dad, mm-hmm. dad, I would feel like um, kind of pushing his insecurities on his son because, you know, right. in kind of in the Caribbean, you know, like if your son not acting like a boy, it's like, oh, I guess so what you do with the boy, you know, like what yes. are you, how are you raising the child? Like you're not showing him how to be a man, you know? Right. So it, it's, it's something that it's a uh, uh, kind of bridge in parenting that was passed down, you know, because mm-hmm. the, the father was not probably fathering the, the, the son that he has now with love and, you know, telling him that he should accept his emotions and stuff like that. Right. That is very rare. And I don't think mm-hmm. it's only Caribbean. It's probably in a lot of cultures that yeah. guys are not expected to show their emotions. They're not they're not taught to deal with things the way girls are taught to deal with it. So, yeah, they were kind of raised to become soldiers and not soul mates because they were not taught to look forward to getting married or getting, you know, being somebody's husband or, you know, providing for a family. They The only exception to that is if they had a good model of a father. Like, you have your, your parents, how they, mm-hmm. you know, they are in front of you. Only yeah. for that, I would say, was raising that type of family. Then you say, oh, I want to be just like my dad. You know, I want to love mm-hmm. my wife just like my dad loves my my mother, you know? If yeah. they do not see that, they're not looking forward to that. Like, they don't aspire to, oh, I someday I might get married, you know? Yeah. Many guys are not like that, so. Many guys, yeah, a lot. When I saw that today, it well, really so struck a note because like, it is true. Yes, honey, yes. Yes. When you said that, I was like, uh huh. It is true. It is so true. And I see it with a lot of my male friends too. Like, there's, they can't be vulnerable. They don't know how to be. Um, they grew up the entire lives being the macho guy. He's big, he's buff, he's this. And then they get thrown into relationships and then they're, they have no idea what to do. Basically. And I, no, you know, no. and I'm so like, sideways to that because they don't know what to do but they know what to do it's like it's just also getting out of their comfort zone to know to right. do, know what to do you know so i i kind of fall between being feeling sorry for them and understanding where they're coming from and also being like okay that's not your that you know it's your so you're grown you're about grown. Like, you know yeah, yeah. so i'm kind of wavering between what they can do and what they want to do because at the end of the day they do have a choice and that's what girls like People, guys who can make choices and act upon their choices, and you know, <laughs> all of that, that all part, that, all of that good stuff. So, that part, like, they don't understand, like, we accept the macho, alpha, male, gorgeous, amazing, masculine energy, but plan a date, my guy, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but plan a date, you know, bring right. a flower, oh my goodness, buy a meal. Right, you know, we accept that too. You we know? accept you being masculine, and we accept you doing face masks with us at night. Exactly. You know, balance. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just want to say, I feel like there are guys that do that though. It's just they're not, they're not out there, out there. They are they're gems. They are gems. <laughs> Your mother raised you well. If you're out there, I know. If you're listening, holla. <laughs> I know, right? Shout out to your mom. <laughs> shout out to your mom. Shout out to the food. Shout out to everything. You know, you know? everything, everything. A gem. Yeah, <sighs> we made it. We did. It, even though it's 40 minutes. 40. <laughs> Thank you so much, though. The coming sure, my with- love. This is amazing. Yeah, it was really good. It was really therapeutic for me to think about. Speak love, guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you, Michelle. I really appreciate it. Of course, Rebecca. Maybe you might become back. You never know. Okay? Anytime. Anytime. Well, loves, we have come to the end of this week's episode on the Speak Love for Listening podcast with me, Frankie. I'd like you to give yourself a big hug and I'd like to thank you for taking time out to listen to this podcast. I hope it helped you or resonated with you in some way. Please drop a comment, like, subscribe, or follow the podcast on social media. Tell me how you feel. You can do so on Instagram at the Speak Love Podcast, on Twitter at Speak Love Pod, or on Facebook the Speak Love podcast. Share it if you loved it. And thanks again for joining me on this journey. Again, this concludes this week's episode on the Speak Love for Listening podcast. I'm Frankie, and I hope you come back for more. Bisous!